Let's talk about something that affects all of us ladies, hormones. Because let's face it, when your hormones are out of whack, life can feel like a roller coaster. Well, say hello to Hormone Harmony, the ultimate solution for women of all ages seeking balance, crafted by Happy Mammoth. But what sets Hormone Harmony apart? Well, it's not just another supplement. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. Plus, Hormone Harmony contains science-backed adaptogens that help your body adapt to hormonal changes, ensuring you feel like yourself again. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution designed for women of all ages. So whether you're in your 20s dealing with PMS or in your 40s and beyond facing menopause, Hormone Harmony has got you covered. For a limited time, you can take 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW for 15% off your order today. If you know me and Lexi, you know that we are both quite the bookworms and we've got something exciting to share with you all today. Have you ever found yourself overwhelmed by the endless options at the bookstore, unsure of what to pick up next? Well, we've discovered a game changer, Book of the Month. This isn't your run-of-the-mill book subscription. It's like having a book-loving friend handpick your next literary adventure each month. Trust me, their selections are always spot on. And this month, I can't wait to dive into Real Americans by Rachel Kong. What makes Book of the Month stand out? It's the simplicity. No more decision fatigue at the bookstore, just a curated selection of top-notch reads waiting to sweep you away. Lexi and I had a blast picking from a variety of genres, from pulse-pounding mysteries to heartwarming romances. But what truly won us over is their dedication to quality and fun. With just a handful of selections each month, they prioritize the joy of reading over endless options. Every book is a gem waiting to be discovered. So fellow book lovers, it's time to level up your reading game. Head over to bookofthemonth.com and use the code PEDALS to snag your first book for just $5. Trust us, your bookshelf will thank you. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Navigating love while growing into your own can be challenging. That's why we'll be inviting different couples over the next few weeks on our show to talk about the perils and fruits of dating as a Gen Z and millennial. Whether you are a hopeless romantic or anti-couple propaganda, you won't want to miss this series. In today's Modern Love episode, we'll be chatting with Adrian and Bria Williams. We met Adrian and Bria during our undergrad years where they were known as Elon's It College Sweethearts. So it was only right for us to invite them on the show now that they've been married for five years to chat more about their experience navigating post-grad life as a married couple. Today, they'll chat with us more about the lessons they've learned during their marriage and their perspective on making a committed partnership work. 
Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. We hope that you all are doing well. Y'all, we are finally in cancer season, no longer in Gemini season. So it's, it's a new season. It's a new time to be outside frolicking in the sun, living your hot girl summer, hot boy summer, whatever you feel is necessary to live your best life. It is another day and it's another episode of our modern love series. And today we are joined by some very special guests. Adrian and Bria Williams. Thank y'all so much for joining the show today. How are y'all feeling? Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, first off, thank y'all for having us. But I would say we feel pretty good. Yeah, I feel good. It's been a long day at work, so a little tired, but overall, good energy. Love (laughs) that. Love that. And, you know, we love to start off our episodes with a pulse check to just kind of dive deeper into, you know, what energy we're bringing into the show. So Lexi, I'll go ahead and like kick it off to you. How are you feeling? Well, I feel like with all the new music that's dropping, I feel like this like summer has really started. Like Mm -hmm. Drake and Beyonce have given us enough bops to carry us through. You know, summer was like not really feeling too summerish. Like it's already halfway through June. I didn't know what the vibe was and they set the tone and I'm here for the discord. I'm here for, I'm here for all the critiques. I'm also just here to just like fist bump. Like I'm just, I'm here for the vibes. Yeah. So I feel like just like all of that good vibes and music has just kind of given me a new summer energy where I'm like, okay, I think I can actually just enjoy this, enjoy all that the summer has to offer. Cause I was really dragging my feet being like, I'm ready for it to be done. But now we're bopping, we're moving and we're shaking. Whenever Drake and Beyonce enter the combo, it just feels like, you know, the world rebalances itself. It's and just time. We're, we're back. We're back to feeling good and everything. I know. So instead of asking y'all what your favorite Drake song is on the album, I'm just going to kick it to you, Adrian. How are you doing entering the space mentally, physically, whatever feels, feels good? Honestly, I'm feeling great. I think I'm in a much better space. Not not that I was in a bad space, but I recently transitioned to a new job. Obviously, we're in a new house. I mean, it's just a lot of goodness going on in our life. So I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. We love a good transition. And Bria, what are you doing? What What are you up to these days? Uh, so uh, still working in HR. Um, like we talked about earlier, that's why we moved to the Greenville, North Carolina area. Um, lots of work, so always tired right now. Haven't been able to enjoy the summer too much, but definitely looking forward to it. I mean, y'all sound like y'all are doing some really big adult things. (laughs) Okay, I just have to say myself, I'm like, okay, new jobs, got a house, married, like. But I like your framing, Adrian. You said there's just a lot of a lot of goodness. You know, when when you eat too much, you get the itis. You know, you just gotta you get a little tired, you get a little sleepy, you just gotta go away. I gotta sit there. I like that. Yeah, Liv, how are you doing? Similarly, I feel like. I'm really trying to get rooted in Durham over the past couple of months. I've had a trip planned like each month where it's like, I'm either in New York, I'm in DC, I'm in Thailand. Like I've just been trying to really um, explore. Um, And so right now I'm like, okay, I really want to get rooted. I want to find my tribe in Durham. Like I want to explore what's here, what I came here for was, you know, to just like live with Lexi 
do more podcasting. So check, check. Yeah. Now, now it's on to the next thing. <laughs> exactly. So I've been really trying to, um, you know, tap into my creative muscle and produce more stuff on YouTube and focus on like how much I'm consuming of other people's content to just make sure that I'm staying true to myself. So I would say that there's a lot of goodness going on too. A lot of reflections, a lot of, you know, just like, I, I'm not, I'm not as, um, I would say skilled in adulthood as Adria and I mean, sorry, I said Adrian, Adrian and Bria, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying my best. Lexi gets a front row seat to my, to my she's, adulting. She's a novice y'all. She's, she's new to the game, but she's yeah. coming along. She's We're in her, in steps. she's in her Let's internship, but she's taking strides. We celebrate the small wins, but I think my, fa- <laughs> my favorite part about the pulse check is that we can all be having these experiences and still just moving through life. And so I'm sure between the four of ours, that really resonates with somebody who's tuning in. And I think that's super important that we, even though we might be in summer vibes and hot girl, hot guy, yeah. whatever season, just checking in with ourselves is so important in all of the seasons of life. Yeah. So love that y'all shared that, but I'm super hyped to dive into the combo today. I have known y'all since you were, since we were all at Elon, but you all are just like icons, like the, the, (laughs) the creme de la creme, just so many people have been impacted by y'all in a multitude of ways. And I'm so excited to have y'all on for this episode of Modern Love, because your love story is a part of so much of, you know, who people know you all at the Williams as, um, but also so many people know both of you individually, and you all have taken on this journey together in marriage, um, and really set a really amazing example to so many, and been really open and authentic about your love story, and what navigating marriage looks like, and so I know I'm excited to share you all's love story, but we kind of got to kick it off with what is it? Because y'all are called yeah. sweethearts, um, which is just a awe for the crowd. Like it's giving, Aww. I'm shifting this. Right. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so um, I don't know how many called sweethearts happened over Zoom University, but I want y'all to run it back um, all the way to the love story and where it began. Can you share a little bit about where it all started for y'all? Yeah, uh, we always debate on who shares the story better. So um, (laughs) I guess I'll start and I'll have you kick it off more. Okay, so like it actually started moving day at Elon in 2013, right? So I was a sophomore, Adrian was a freshman. We've been on campus because, you know, football and everything. Um, I, I ran track, so I came on campus a little later, and my roommate at the time, uh, she was, we were visiting some other guys on campus, and Adrian happened to be in the apartment that we were visiting, so me and my roommate were in there chatting it up, Adrian's talking to her, and to this day, y'all, he does not remember me being in the room, like, at all. <laughs> not the amnesia, no. <laughs> like that I was like fresh like Neo on the yard you know 
And so we were super excited about this first party of 2013 school year. And we danced all night. And I'll let him take it from there because he tells it better at this point. Yeah. So I I don't know if y'all have ever seen Bria in the like a club, like this venue or atmosphere, but Bria doesn't dance. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so this night was like the one night that like the absolute best dancer she's ever done. <laughs> I don't know. She was in her bag that night. She was in her bag. She was in her bag. She was showing yeah. everyone what was up. <laughs> exactly. So like she said, we danced the entire night. And then I swear, I'm not making this up. And I don't know if my LVO Shane will be watching this, but so I was literally, so we were leaving the, leaving Tap House. It's, it's the Tap House. Of story. course. Um, we, are, we already knew. Where, where else would it be? We knew. We knew. It was not Tap House. It was West End. Well, West End, yes. Oh, actually, okay, okay, okay. more, because it was on the other side of Tap House. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell it Same house. thing. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So we were leaving, and I was sitting in the car, and I remember O'Shane was in the car with me. And we were sitting in the back seat, and I turned around. And looked through like the the back window of the car, and I swear to you. So you know how in movies, like when people look at something, like people are standing in the street, and like the lights are like shining. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we were driving off, and I turned around, and she's standing in the middle of the street, and like right under the street light. I kid you not. So, <laughs> this is like an old two thousands like Chris Brown, <laughs> Chris Brown music video where the lights yeah. are just like <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. So I told her, Shane, I was like, I'm going to get her. Wow. <laughs> confident. Confident. I think it was literally the next day, uh, back when everybody was on Twitter. It was that night. Was it? Yeah. Was, yeah probably that night. Uh, I went on Twitter, and I was like, subtweeting. I was like, one of my followers can dance. So, crazy. Now, she had a boyfriend at the time. <laughs> oh, well, Reason oh. for the subtweet. Reason for the subtweet. <laughs> But it was perfect timing because they were sort of kind of already going through a big breakup at the time. But uh, yeah, so we were subtweeting each other back and forth, and then she just DMs me. So, all right, so write this down. She slid into my DMs. So. But it happened. He had heart ad my picture on Instagram. So technically, like, it's debatable. Okay, okay, okay. He had already pretty much given you the green light, and you were like, okay, I already know he's feeling me. Like, I might as well just DM him and see Basically. But she fell for the trap, so it worked out. Oh, my He goes, well, y'all both took the win, so. So so soon after, y'all eventually dated basically all throughout undergrad, pretty much, right? Yeah, all throughout Adrian's undergrad, we did date. Okay. Wow, that is amazing. And so leading up to your viral engagement video and the engagement, the marriage, all of that stuff, we were talking before we you know, hopped on that you guys actually, there was an ultimatum in place. Can you guys talk a little bit more about what that ultimatum included, why you felt like it was necessary? Because it's interesting, me and Lexi actually just watched Think Like a Man um and you know just like a good throwback yeah we just needed a good, a good laugh. throwback and you know we're, we're hearing how Steve Harvey uh you know has all of these like things that women should follow one of them you know being like a 90-day rule um you know making sure that you're on top of the guy for for whatever reason and so let's get into the ultimatum what was that like why did we feel the need to put that in place 
Yeah, so like you said, we were together for four years technically in undergrad, right? Maybe a little less. Three to four years in undergrad. And so um, there was there was ultimately two. Like, if you want to talk to me, we're not going to have sex. We still talked. Uh, we still dated. We might have slipped up here and there. But we, <laughs> <laughs> right. we appreciate the honesty. We appreciate the honesty. intentionality Bria behind you like letting him know like this is what I'm here for this is what I'm not here for and like being very grounded in that and being like yo like you know you can you can figure out what you want but like this is what I want so either we can get aligned or we can go our separate ways but Adrian do you really feel like you know if if you didn't pop the question do you think she'd still be around to this day or do you how are you feeling about it I think it's a high potential. She was <laughs> now, she may have, because at that time, she was either going to stay on campus with me mm-hmm. or she was going to move back with her parents in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. 
So okay. I feel like she could have potentially went to Ohio and was like, look, if you don't get your stuff together, we're done type of deal. But I feel like in the end, it still would have worked out, but it would have been a little different. <laughs> I love that. So now that you guys are married, well, actually, let's touch on the fact that before you guys brought it out to the public, it was a secret for a while, just between the two of you guys. What what was um, the intention behind that decision? Yeah, so like, like I shared, one of my first things was I'm not having sex before marriage. And mm-hmm. like I said, we messed up. But like conviction-wise, right? Like I, I still wanted to figure out how to make it right. So we actually got married 13 days after Adrian proposed. I caught up our pastor and I was like, listen, like this is what we're dealing with. This is what's going on. We moved in the same day that he proposed. We moved into our first apartment in our names the day wow. that he proposed. So it was like a really big day. Um, and my pastor was like, or our pastor was like, well, when do you want to do this? Like, let's get married. And so we found like a random Friday that worked out. Um, our favorite numbers are like three and two because he's a tray and I'm a deuce. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like we just went on June 2nd and got married in the garden and we only wanted our parents to be there because not all of our siblings could be there. So actually like my sister was there, but I made her sit in the car because <laughs> Because my sister couldn't make it. Nor nor our brothers. So like they couldn't have one sibling there. That is so funny. That's the ultimate little sister move. Like you yeah. don't have to sit in the car. Like you gonna have to sit this one out. My bad. <laughs> yeah. So you all had already been navigating so much by being in a relationship in college. And I'm convinced if your relationship can can outlast college, then you were really dating for double the time because it's not easy to navigate that at all. But how do you all feel like, did you feel like your relationship shifted immediately after that Friday that you all said your vows to each other? Or do you feel like, how did, how did, how were you all developing? Because Bria, you mentioned there was a lot of rapid change happening. And Adrian, you mentioned like, there were a lot of things that could have fallen in different placements. And it's like, it could have worked out a lot of different ways. And I think we all really resonate with those pivotal transition times in our life. Like you're finishing school, you're starting your new career. You're like potentially starting that job on that Monday, right after like, how and then most people don't get married on the Friday. Some people are still in the club on Friday, but y'all are like, we want to do the big thing. So, how did that kind of shift where you all were? And did you feel like, wow, now this is my husband, this is my wife? Like, how did that shift in y'all's relationship show up in y'all's day to day? I feel like it was really awkward. Like, obviously, we knew, but at the same time, it's like, we're going out and we're not telling anybody besides, like, our parents and, I guess, our immediate family. And, I mean, it was just, like, obviously, I'm starting a job, so I have to put down, like, am I married? (laughs) Am I single? Yeah. So, like, after the meeting, after the HR meetings with everyone who's in my new hire class, I'm like, so uh, can I do this because I just got married? But I'm trying to. But don't tell time. nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. With the entire. Nine. Phase. It was like nine months. Yeah, the entire time with not telling anybody, not telling uh, my coworkers. So whenever I told my coworkers, they were like, "This whole time you were married." <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like that was that was like super duper awkward. But besides that, I mean. 
our like how we felt it wasn't really a transition because like you said we had a lot of things going like when you're dating in college you know each other so well because like right. you're around someone almost 24 7 right like, you're in a you condensed environment right like you see them in like so many different scenarios and like you know if you're dating now right like you don't get to see that person that often you don't really know much about them until you are like this intimate with them where you're living with them and you're seeing you know different things so like for us because we dated in college for three four years like I felt like I knew him and I think that he would say the same so like for us it was a really easy transition and we noticed that like our friends that met even like towards the end of college or met like right after graduation and that now are married have struggled so much Whereas for us, we're always like, oh, this is easy. Like, what are you talking about, hard? This is pretty easy. So, um, yeah, like, it hasn't really been a, it wasn't really a big transition from, like, dating to marriage for us, besides, like, us keeping a nine-month secret and trying to decide who we're going to tell that we're married and who we're going to tell that we're engaged. It was the most awkward thing. <laughs> You're like, my wife, I mean, fiance. <laughs> the entire, the entire um, thing. <laughs> that's so great that's so great but it's also nice to just have had that time you know to really cultivate that understanding of what that union looked like for you guys secretly versus like having it like completely presented to the world like we're married now you know I think that's super yeah. special so what would you guys say are some of like the biggest lessons that you guys have learned being married I would say Communication is everything. I feel like that's kind of like a, a cliche term or phrase, but yeah. when it comes to communication, I mean, it's it's literally essential for any relationship, whether that be like a is platonic the right word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we suck at vocabulary. No, 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 for sure. For like, ways. like I asked her, and she was like. <laughs> But yeah, whether that be with like a, a relationship as far as like you and your spouse or with you and your friends, I mean, it's just, it's so important. Yeah, for sure. And then I would say also, like, I guess it's kind of feeds off of communication, but, you know, having the same like goals and vision is really big. So like, you know, we just moved to Greenville following my job and that was a big transition for us, but we'd already talked about like, hey, if this happens, what we're gonna do and like having an outlook on like what the next steps are. Like we may not have like this big, you know, five year plan, but we at least have a good vision on if this happens, how we're gonna handle it and, you know, talking through those like really tough or challenging moments and being on the same page is really, really important, especially when you're married. Yeah. I feel like it makes Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, whatever point you were going to make, go for it. I was just going to say, I feel like it makes those what could be difficult conversations down the line a lot easier if you have that conversation up front, just because it's not like an, an unknown or I guess just like a, just a, a new issue that you guys don't know about or haven't talked about already. Yeah, so like I'll say, I just looked at advice that we got whenever we were getting really serious. Our pastor said there's five things that you should always talk about. So one is your religion. Um, two is like what chores do you expect to be doing around the house or like what are your tasks? Um, three was money. 
four was children, and then five was. We always forget. We fathers. always forget. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was like around like love or like love languages or no, it was sex. Same thing. Mm-hmm. It was sex. So five was sex. Like so, constantly talking about those five things, and so like if you start to notice that one of those five areas aren't being touched when you're dating or married, like that's a red flag. So you start talking about it. Mm-hmm. So if we notice like at dinner, like, oh, like we haven't talked about. XYZ lately, like, hey, what do you think about finances? And so, yeah. Just making sure that those are always top of mind. But I think, because you all also just celebrated a pretty big anniversary too, right? Yeah. Which is huge because, and congrats to y'all, because y'all are also navigating this in your 20s. And so some of those pieces of advice that you all just mentioned, people are still trying to figure out. Cause I think Adrian, you had a really good point. You said it's not just in your romantic relationships, it's communication with your friends, with your family, like even in that platonic sense. And so you are getting to kind of experiment and do that together. But do you feel like y'all's relationship has also propelled and shown up in those other areas of your life, like some of your professional success, or, you know, you're, you, we know you popping on the IG, Adrian, and you know what I mean? And like, Brie, you're, you just got an award for work. Like, do you also see that y'all's marriage has given you all foundation that shown up as you've also navigated your 20s? Cause it's not easy to do those things even single. Um, or partnered in whatever way that you are. So have you all seen that kind of ripple effect from your marriage to other aspects? Yeah, I would say just speaking on her career success, yes, absolutely. Just because, again, going back to that communication piece, if you know Bria, you're not going to walk all over Bria. Bria's going to say what she wants. She's going to get her point across, and she's not going to let you get your point across until she gets her point across. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and it sounds like you know that intimately. (laughs) So sometimes you just got to sit back and listen if you're on the other end of that stick. But for a black woman in her space, I feel like seeing her do the things that she does, you have to absolutely, you have to be aggressive because you're in a space that's predominantly white males for her. I mean, she's taking over that space because she's able to communicate effectively. And I think it shows up in every aspect. No, I think that's important because I think part of this series is even showing people who are single or navigating that right now, doing that self-work is showing up in multiple of multiple areas of your life. And however you choose to live that out, it's really about kind of that legacy of what you want your life to look like even when you're by yourself and preparing if that's what you want to do with somebody else alongside you. But navigating your 20s is already difficult enough. Um, I think y'all's unique story, being able to do that in tandem and parallel, is it just gives even more depth and breadth to what many of us are experiencing through job transitions, major moves, and, you know, lots of change is really what, you know, we hear a bunch, but not doing that with somebody else. It's pretty unique. Yeah, and I think our generation definitely has a unique take on marriage, um, certainly when it comes to certain aspects of it. For me, even myself, Lexi and I have had conversations on whether or not you would share a bedroom with your partner, you know, like have, so you guys can have your own individualized space or, you know, 
whether someone would live with someone before getting married. There are like a lot of nuances, um, you know, that our generation uh, like is taking on. That's very different from the way that like our parents or our grandparents navigated marriage. Are there any themes that you guys have seen? Because right now, if you guys are watching the uh, YouTube live stream, like Bria is currently wearing a Save Marriage t-shirt. So, <laughs> you know, I, I just want to dive into like what y'all's perspective on like themes that you guys have seen our generation, you know, like what their opinion has been on marriage. I've definitely seen like, if you think about the younger generation uh, or the older generation, you know, they got married a lot younger and also like when you think about sometimes people think about like their mom like they settled or like your grandma like they settled right that's kind of like the the take on marriage and so women mm-hmm. didn't have like as much of a say or women you know stayed home once they had a kid and so it has been really interesting with watching our generation and our take on what marriage is and what it should be and why people are waiting to get married later in life because like they believe in their self-worth and they know like what they want. Whereas in the past, I feel like, I don't want to say it was settling, but there was a, just a different connotation of like what marriage was and like how it should be. Um, so I, I don't know, like even now, like when we got married, we were, I had just turned 23. Like it was like three days after I turned 23, Adrian was 22. And so I remember people like, oh my gosh, like, you're married, like, you're, you're literally, like, losing your, your 20s, like, you're not gonna be successful now, like, all these things, but, like, it's so interesting, because I feel like, because we've been together on this journey, like, we've been more successful. Mm, That's so beautiful. Yeah, like, but I definitely have seen that um, with our friends, and other people like around our age of like the difference and like how marriage was and like what they think it should be or waiting for you know that and adrian you know the there's not a lot of you know younger men too especially on the social medias that are talking about navigating yeah navigating the complexities um and so and there's actually a louder voice on the other side <laughs> being like being like don't you know unless you have that woman that's got it all you know stay for the streets you know don't give her nothing don't you know don't show you're committed you know we hear a lot about that and I'm I always lean on the side of I'm like that might be the noise but I know too many other examples of people choosing to navigate it in their own way so what would you say kind of to, for the male perspective of just how you've navigated, because that's also not the first thing that's encouraged for, for men either is to get out of college and jump into that because it's also seen as, and even in, you know, sometimes I've heard in partnerships is just like, oh, I'm not at that level yet. Like yeah. I haven't paid off my debt. I haven't gotten that dream job. I don't have that car yet. And so therefore I'm going to stick out of the game. So even if I have somebody that I'm committed to see my future with, won't make that step. And so was that something that was even crossing your mind or do you still have, you know, friends that are still navigating that and kind of what would you say? Cause I think Bria speaks to absolutely the fear that women have of that settling and being like our generations before, but even dispelling that, what do you feel like the, that plays out for men? I would honestly say 
that I think social media is a huge reason why a lot of guys are in this space to where they don't want to do this, they want to do they don't want to do that, just because they're trying to do what they see other people doing. You know, people are so prone to copy what celebs are doing, living all these fake lives, and just because a rapper says this, speak on it, speak on it. Got it. I mean, I just, for me, I'm very, I don't have too many favorites. I don't really have too many folks I look up to. I mean, I have things that I grab from other people, I always say, but I don't have anybody that I would say, I want to I wanna be like them. I, I want to be just like them. So I feel yeah. like I can. You're moving at your own pace. Yeah. And I'm just not. I was going to say, and your circle is different, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on that note, your circles should be, well, how do I want to say this? Your circles should be in the same headspace as you and should also push you in the direction that you want to go in. Mm -hmm. I feel like for us, we have so many people in our circle who want to be successful, who are married, who are working towards being married. So if you hang around nothing but single friends or people that's out in the streets, like Lexi said, then you're probably going to stay in the streets. So, <laughs> yeah, so surround yourself with people who you feel like can better you. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I probably talked all around that question. but <laughs> No, I, th I, think, I think that you perfectly answered that. And I think that it, it is important for men and for women to just kind of like tune out the noise of social media and to kind of like, you know, figure out where do you really see yourself in the next few years? Like, are you dating partners that are reflective of your goals are you are you being around people that are reflective of the life that you want to live so I think that you guys answered that perfectly and I think that lends itself um as we kind of start to close out you know you said that you've been lucky enough to have that circle of other like-minded folks but how important do you think it is to kind of model and share and and work with other folks who are navigating similar you know life transitions and styles because Sometimes Liv and I joke, you know, we're like, some people are doing things and it's like, I could never, you know, that seems so far-fetched. Mm -hmm. And that might be getting married, having a kid, things like that. But then I sit here and I'm like, well, I just bought a house. And so there's some people who think, no way, I could never do that. And so it's all about reference point. But I feel like you all have talked a lot about also the success of cultivating community that's in that similar space and actually giving social media a counter narrative. So I'd love for you all to chat a little bit about giving voice and space and a platform to cultivate community with other couples who are in similar life paths as you. Yeah, because yeah. we know that you guys, you know, had your millennial brunch club um, and we know that, that, that that's on pause right now, but what was the intention behind creating a community like that? Yeah, so first off, like, you know, we were married really young, so we were the first, like, married couple in our, like, friend group, I guess, and so, like, for us as, we, we were kind of like a catalyst for other couples being married, which was really, really neat to see, um, and so, like, as that continued to happen, or as we started to have friends that um, began to be engaged, or, you know, moving towards that step of marriage, it became this space where we're like, oh my gosh, like this has been such a great community of having like-minded people and having 
um, others to talk about relationships and marriage and navigating like the next phase of life with. And so yeah, I used to tell my boys, look, if you don't want to be engaged or married, don't come around yeah, us. Don't come around us. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you going to get God. you going to get God. <laughs> But um, so we decided to come together with it was that four three other couples at first. So it was four of us all together, four couples together, to really create a space to where we were talking about marriage and relationships. Because at first it was one couple was uh, married, no, one couple was engaged, two were married, and one was um, dating still, hadn't been engaged yet. And so, like, we were all just, like, talking about the different phases and creating this space where right before COVID, we were having brunches where we had, like, intentional time together where we talked, like, directly to your spouse about, like, a certain, um, like, love language or something that they were dealing with and creating, like, this vibe of, like, communicating and it being okay and then specifically trying to foster that around people that look like us, right? Like, black people because don't hear often about healthy successful black marriages and or relationships and so like it was really important for us to build that community because we already had it and so we wanted to build that for other people and help other people find their community so that they could continue to um, build their relationships because it's really great whenever we're struggling like one thing that we always say is we don't talk to people that aren't married Never, if you're not married, I'm not telling you my secrets or my business because you're not going to give me sound marriage advice, most likely. So, like, being able to create a space where other people had like minded people that they could trust was really, really important to us. Like, when we created Millennial Love Brunch, I tell everybody you're not going to ask that broke family member financial advice, so don't ask your single friend for married advice, (laughs) (laughs) it just doesn't work like that. sure I I totally resonate with that like if you had kids like you're asked like why would you ask someone that literally like doesn't have kids for advice on how to manage right. a child like that just simply doesn't make sense and community is something that we're super passionate about so you know I think that's super dope that y'all are creating community for people to like communicate to to lean on other married couples um and yeah to just kind of vibe out that sounds super cool so Well, we're coming to the end of the episode and we really want to, you know, before we share where everybody can continue to connect with y'all and, um, and really follow y'all's love story. We always end our episodes with asking our guests what it means to be in flow for you all. So whichever one wants to kick it off, what does being in flow mean to you? He said, my queen, take it from here. <laughs> okay, so interesting, interesting enough, I did a research project on flow at Elon. Oh, and what? So, <laughs> so this is like a great oh. So um, flow to me, research speaking, like, wise, um, it really means to be in a space to where you are, like, deeply in this, like, thought process to where, like, you don't really know what's happening around you right so like people could be doing whatever and I'm still following like what I've been doing because I am so deep into this thing and so like when I think about flow in marriage I think about like mine and Adrian's vision like no one can disrupt our vision if we're on the same page Mm -hmm. and so like to be in flow in marriage I think is really really important because if you allow someone to come in and break that peace and break that vision 
um, before you you all have communicated, then like it could really disrupt your marriage. So that's what flow means to me, um, and it's it's super important. And I think that's one thing that we've we've mastered pretty well in these five years. I don't know if I can beat that, so I would just <laughs> add to it. <laughs> I would just say that in addition to what she said, which is I guess essentially the same thing, just having that tunnel vision and just really being tied together and flowing through each other. <laughs> not y'all spinning bars we love that we love that we love that where can people find y'all well you can find me on the gram at styles with ace if you need any fashion tips or if you just want to see how uh our little guy is doing yes yes the icon frenchie we love the Yes, oh, you'll have too. to tune into the into YouTube so y'all can see their adorable dog. <laughs> and, um, and then uh, my Instagram, nothing crazy. It's just Bria Tomoko. Nothing, nothing too fancy goes on over there. But... She's a normal Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank y'all so, so much. I know that our listeners can probably feel the warmth just through this episode. And y'all's love story is something really spectacular. um, And I think speaks exactly to the modern love that we're seeing today. So I cannot thank y'all enough for sharing that with the Black Girl Flow community. Um, I know many of our followers and listeners are navigating what relationships look like for themselves. I know I'm in that same space, lives in that space. And it's so important that we open the curtains and be transparent with each other about lessons learned, hiccups, things to consider, you know, tools that work for some um, that might not work for others, but just making that conversation open. So we appreciate y'all for sharing that with us. And um, with that, we'll catch y'all next week. And with that, peace, love, blessing. all right that wraps up our episode this week don't forget to go check out black girl flow podcast on social media and even check out our new youtube channel to continue the conversation there we really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel and with that said see you all next time rest well folks